Hello, everybody, all my listeners. I am so glad we've had nearly 500 views already. And I am so excited for you to hear this first episode of season two. It's going to be a great one. I'm a curious kid with a curious mind. I do curious things all the time. Welcome to Curious Questions for Curious Minds. Welcome to Curious Questions for Curious Minds. Now listeners, today I will be interviewing Rabbi Ilana Law, who is my mom. She is also a hospital chaplain. That's what I'm going to interview her about. Hello, listeners. This is my mom, Alana. She's a hospital chaplain. Hello, Alana. Hi, John. How are you? I'm a bit sick with chicken pox, but I'm all right. You? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to have this conversation with you. Me as well. So, what's it like being a hospital chaplain? It's, um, it's incredibly meaningful. It, it really is. I feel very lucky to have the to have the job that I have. I work within an NHS hospital, Kingston Hospital, and our role is to provide um to provide support to the spiritual well-being of our patients and our families and that can look like different things depending on the patient, the family, the um the day, uh, what's happening in the wider world. So it's really different every day and I I work as as um one member of a, a really wonderful team who I am very inspired by and grateful to work alongside. Just so you know, listeners, the NHS is the free healthcare service in the UK. So, what's your favourite part about being a hospice chaplain? hospital chaplain? Sorry, My favourite part about being a hospital chaplain? I guess, I mean, to be honest, I just, I find the human experience really fascinating. And I can meet with, different people throughout the day and each time I feel like I'm entering into a different world and I, I I find it really really fascinating to see how people make sense of the struggles and joys in their life how people find resilience um how different people come to different truths and it's a, a daily reminder for me of how complex our world is and how complex our brains and our emotional systems are as humans and um yeah so that's the best part of it for me was that your question yeah yeah the best part of it for me is getting to be a a, a witness I guess to to people experiencing life and to doing it sort of honestly and with the best of intentions and ideally in some way getting to help provide them support in times of struggle is it sad at all seeing these people really sick and in hospital and then having to just go and have a nice conversation with them do you ever get grossed out or sad in short yes yes to both of those sometimes i do get a bit sometimes i do see things that are a little bit gross if you were uh or you know you could say or um and certainly i i see i see sadness every day um it's very hard. Um, it's a, a daily reminder for me that, that like, life as a human is really fragile and unpredictable and often very unfair. And even in systems that are trying as much as they can do to support people and to support their, 
physical and emotional well-being that um, there's only so much that's actually within our hands. Uh, but I've also sort of accepted through my own theology that death and sickness is a part of life. And once I got to the point of accepting that, and accepting that however much I disagree with it, that it's, that it, it's often unfair and it doesn't work that, that sort of people have done anything to get sick, right? Sick, sickness uh, happens to anyone. So I think that once, once I accepted that, then even though it's often really sad work, I see it as something that I can do in the natural order of things to help bring some level of comfort or peace or emotional understanding or sometimes humor um, to someone who's otherwise struggling. And to the grossed out bit, yeah, uh, you know as my mom, I don't love to see gross things. And I like, I'm, I certainly, I don't have the brain um, to be a surgeon, uh, to find motor skills or the ability to deal with uh, blood and guts and gore and I do see a lot of that as a hospital chaplain but mostly I'm able to just put it out of my mind and to see um the human behind the tubes behind the blood behind behind even the body just the like the sort of soul that's there and sitting in front of me and I in some ways the hospital chaplain is uniquely positioned within a, a hospital system to be someone who who isn't seeing the body and who isn't really checking after the blood pressure and looking in the mouth and um, looking at the heart rate, but is rather looking at uh, who the person is behind all of that. Wow, thank you. If you had to summarize being a hospice chaplain, hospital, sorry, mm-hmm. in one sentence, how would you say it? Ooh, what would it be? I'm quite long-winded, so that's a bit <laughs> tricky for me. Okay. Um, in one sentence, I would say the, hosp- the hospital chaplain is the member of the care team who looks after the spiritual and religious well-being of the patients, the families, and the staff. Thank you. And do you have to have any degrees or medical or like religious degrees to be a hospital chaplain? Mm, mm-hmm. So it's different in different places. Um, but yes, you have to be ordained. You have to have some level of ordination, religious ordination, to be a hospital chaplain or to be a chaplain, really. So I've, I'm ordained as a rabbi and I work alongside in my team. There are ordained individuals who are... Muslim and Christian and Roman Catholic, Church of England. Um, Yeah, so you do have to be ordained and you also have to have a degree. Uh, And myself, I have something called a, a degree in clinical pastoral education as well, where I spent over a, a year, um, I did a year of it training as a, a pediatric chaplain and then one unit at Merritt Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin with adults uh, training in clinical pastoral education where you learn about what it means as a clinician to be a chaplain because it's very different. Like it is, it's a very different role than being a 
pastor or a rabbi um, within a church or a synagogue. It's not my role to at all bring religion to people or to tell them what truth is. Um, it's my role to come in without an agenda and a bias and to help the individuals themselves to see what their truth is, what does support look like for them, how can they tap into it, um, when have they been resilient in the past, how might they be able to tap into that, what sort of emotions might they not be able to express with their family or friends that would be helpful to be able to share with someone, uh, etc. Yeah. And if you had to do an advert about being a hospital chaplain, what would it be about? What would it be like? Mm. What do you mean? Like an advert, like on TV. Like, if you want to have... If you want to just have, like, talks with people, why not go and become a hospital chaplain? If I were trying to convince someone why to do it? Yes. Yeah. Um, Do you... Do you want to help people who are in a time of need? Do you want to meet fascinating people who help you to understand your own sense of life better? Do you want to work with a team of wonderful people who are passionate about what they do and who care about others? Um, And do you want to support the NHS and all the amazing work that it does to uh, bring, bring healing and support? to often the most vulnerable vulnerable within our society. If so, come be a chaplain. I thought my one was good. So I, your one was good as well. Your one was good as well. Compared to that, it was yeah. like mm-hmm. so oh yes. If you can you give me an example of what you might like talk about? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So uh, out of the privacy of our patients, I can't give any sort of specifics at all. That's fair. Yeah? But you want me to give, like, more concrete examples of what, what I might do? Yes. Okay. So there's life review, right? So let's say someone is nearing the end of their life, and they want a chance to sort of... Um, Go through to, all the good things they've done, or...? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, sometimes, you know, most often it's, it's both. Um, and to be able to, often people want to talk about their childhood, um, how they maybe met their partner, their, how they had children, their profession, just a chance for them to look back on their life and to, um, identify like the bits that were really important to them so that as they're preparing to die, they have a sense of, of sort of peace or maybe acceptance um, or maybe self-forgiveness about their time spent. Um, there are more practical things. So some people want specific religious prayers. So in a lot of faiths, there's end-of-life prayers. So I might meet with someone who is, let's say, um, Roman Catholic, and they're wanting a blessing of the sick or a sacrament of the sick at the end of their life. And so then I would get in touch with one of my colleagues and um, ask for them to come and visit. We have a chaplain on call 24 hours a day at the hospital. So there's always people 
we are always on call in the case of emergency. Um, I also, I might just be there to let, help someone who is struggling with sort of how to ask questions. This is something that I do quite regularly. If someone is feeling overwhelmed and a bit confused and not sure of sort of what's happening to them within, within the hospital, like what does their treatment look like? Um, I might help, I might sit with them and, and help them to write down a list of the questions that they have so that next time the doctor comes, they have a list there. Um, there are times where people feel quite anxious because let's say that they live alone and have a cat or bins that need to be taken out. Uh, they might feel like their whole, like everything's in disarray without them being home. And so I might help them to think through, right, so like what is, what is at home, right, you, your, your cat? Who has helped feed the cat in the past? Can, who can you be in touch with, right? And, and I can go through with them the things that are making them feel anxious so that they feel a sense of ownership and control. Um, sometimes people are just lonely. And so I'll just have a, a, a nice chat with them about the weather, the view from the hospital window. We look out over Richmond Park, and so that's glorious. Or what's happening in the world. When the Queen died, for example, we passed out blessing cards to all of our, to everyone in the hospital who wanted one. And a lot of people wanted to share reflections on the Queen. Or this last weekend, we had Remembrance Sunday, uh, which honors the veterans and those who are lost at war. And so we, I went around to patients and passed out pictures of poppies and people wanted to share stories there um yeah those are all those are all examples of of things that that happen but i mean i could it's different every day and it's different with every patient do you meet any delirious people who think they're like i a party or something mm, quite often yeah there's a there's a, a, a ward on our um in our hospital for those who are who, who, who are a bit more, more confused. And often medicine that you need to take can make you more confused as well as it's healing your body. It, it, um, it can make you a bit unsure of where you are. And I work often in the um, intensive trauma unit. And so there, there are often people who are, who are quite confused. And yeah, so that is something that I do. And generally, I'll just meet them where they are. Um, Sometimes they think they're at a party. Would you like say, yeah, nice, nice party. Hear the music, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Do you know, I've never had that specific idea of a party. But um, yeah, I think if a patient were to be like, do you want to like role play? And you can pretend to be a patient thinking they're at a party. And mm -hmm. I can maybe like. Jonah's dancing right now. Um, uh, hi, what are, what, are you, what are you up to? I'm, I'm in this party. John McCrade is here. Oh, yeah, tell me. Who, uh, tell me about John McCrade. Is this oh, someone I, you've known for a while? Um, he is. He's my aunt's cousin, and, yeah, he's an actor. 
Mm. Oh, sounds like you're having quite a good day today. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. So maybe just something, something like that. I don't know that I would... I wouldn't sort of make up other things in the scenario. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, like, this... Look at all this food available for us. Isn't this wonderful? Um, you would just say, isn't this wonderful? Isn't yeah, I'd, or I'd ask them questions. I would, I would sort of explore more what's in their mind rather than putting things into to their mind. But the, often I'll have conversations where someone will cycle through the same questions numerous times because they will have forgotten a few minutes earlier that they had asked it. And really... So it's sweet. Yeah, to be honest, it's it's quite sad. It's quite and and I can be with people that um I know were these like brilliant intellects at one point. Um but I think for me it feels not sweet, but for me I feel grateful when someone who is confused is comfortable and peaceful and contented. Um, yeah, uh, oftentimes I find people will go back to a different time in their life. Like older people might be saying that they're hoping their parents can come and visit, but I know their parents aren't alive anymore. Um, and I just try to offer reassuring words. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe they'll come later. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or I might say something like, I know you're being really well looked after by the nurses here and that you're being checked in on regularly. And I certainly know there are a lot of people who, um, who, who care about you and who are thinking about you. And I know you're receiving a lot of visitors. I would only say that if I did actually know that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank thank you, Jonah. This was a really interesting conversation. Me as well. I learned stuff I didn't even know about work. Hmm. Sounds very deep. Hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You're welcome. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thank you, Mom. You did a great job. And thank you, Brother, for helping me with the theme song. Uh.